garbage time. If you thought last season was good, let me introduce you to NBL 24, where every moment matters. It's the league that launched Aussie basketball icons like Paddy Mills and Josh Giddy. The NBL is back tomorrow night with the season promising to launch more NBA careers than ever before. Ever before. Ever before. All right, welcome everybody to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. I am Rodney E. I am here riding solo with you for this quick NBL recap of round one, yes, hashtag NBL24 did kick off in Australia last week, and we saw some absolutely fantastic games, some absolutely fantastic action. We saw a lot of proofs that the NBL Next Star program is flying already this year. So let's kick it off by doing a bit of a recap of each game that occurred in round one of NBL24. Bumper way to start, oh. NBL24! First up, we had Melbourne United versus the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the Melbourne Derby to open up the season as a season opener. This was uh, something I was very looking forward to. The game didn't disappoint in the first half. The Phoenix did keep touch with Melbourne United. They weren't quite able to hang in the end. Melbourne United get the win. Luke Travis, very impressive, had uh, 20 points in the game. Matthew Delavadova uh, was a gun on offense in the first half. I don't think he hit much in the second half, but he certainly got his team rolling in the first half. Mitchell Creek was quite quiet in the game. Mitchell Creek had a pretty passive game. So did Chris Golding, who was able to float around and hit a couple of shots. But Overall, the Melbourne United team looked very impressive and conclusively took care of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in Game 1, 82-67. Honourable mention goes to Ariel Hook-Porty, who looked impressive in the first game, uh, was an absolute defensive force during the game and put off the Phoenix driving to the basket quite a bit, changed their shots quite a lot, I thought, and definitely held up the defensive end when he was on the court seeing a good deal of minutes being that Joe Luol Lachul is not in the Melbourne United lineup just yet but very impressive by uh, coach Dean Bickerman and his squad. Mike Kelly was cited after the game commenting on the Southeast Melbourne defense overall needing to improve going into the next game against Perth which we've got coming up later. Sobe. Exploited that mismatch and everything. The finish was outstanding. Next up, we had the Brisbane Bullets playing the Adelaide 36ers in Brisbane. Uh, an impressive start by the Bullets and new coach Justin Schuler. Nathan Sobey was a force on offense, I thought. Really got the team going offensively and looks to be freed up a lot more now that they have Shannon Scott running the point there. Aaron Baines was very effective at the center position. 12 points, 13 rebounds. And very strong defensively. Unfortunately for Adelaide, Trey Kell didn't have a good shooting game. Uh, started off well, but ended up uh, shooting a pretty poor percentage in the end. Isaac Humphreys' top score for them was 17 
points, had seven rebounds, a couple of assists. Trenton Flowers looked impressive for them. Their next star, he did not see a lot of minutes in this game, but I feel that might increase over the year depending on how they go. Clearly, Adelaide are still looking to fill an import spot on their team. Jacob Wiley was pretty good with 15 and 9, but overall, Brisbane Bullets very impressive. Rocco Sikarski getting his first points and block in the last 30 seconds of the game to put the icing on the cake for the Bullets. Uh, Chris Smith chipped in with 15 and 4 as well. Yeah, I thought they uh, put in a pretty good showing up there in Brisbane versus the Adelaide 36ers who clearly have a lot of work to do and still need to build their roster out a little bit. So hopefully CJ is able to get the help he needs on their roster and they can improve. But uh, overall, yeah, very good start by the Brisbane Bullets winning 86 to 71 versus the Adelaide 36ers. Playing his greatest hits. All right, so then we had the Perth Wildcats playing the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. This was a high-energy game. Jordan Usher debuted for the Perth Wildcats and signaled himself as the emotional leader of the team very early and proved that with a 35-point performance, absolutely on fire. He was like a ball magnet during the game and shot a very high percentage. Bryce Cotton led the team, getting his pick-and-roll game on with Keanu Pinder. That broke the game open early for the Perth Wildcats after the Tasmania Jack Jumpers jumped out to a 12-0 lead in the first quarter. Uh, the Jack Jumpers did keep it close. Uh, they proved that they have offensive scoring punch with their new players, Jordan Crawford, and Marcus Lee, who was very good defensively, chipping in as well with 9.9 rebounds. McVeigh dropping 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists as well. Looks to be getting a larger role this year for the Jack Jumpers. But it was the Perth Wildcats way too good at home. Alexandro Saab next star for them. Very impressive on debut as well. Catching lobs and finishing well. Proving he's got a bit of a shooting touch as well. Uh, the 7 foot 1 next star. Looks to be maybe an early Rookie of the Year contender for me. The Perth Wildcats ended up taking out this game 101-95 to in Perth. Milton Doyle deserves a mention for the Jack Jumpers. He had 18.6 rebounds and 8 assists, playing the majority of the minutes of the game. He kept a minute right up until the last minute or so, but uh, the Perth Wildcats and the Red Army too strong at home there and took the game out. Jackson Cartwright driving on Antonio, pulling up. The three on the shot clock, knocking it down. All right, so the next game was the New Zealand Breakers v Cairns Taipans. Uh, over in New Zealand there, the Breakers without Will McDowell-White. But it was a brilliant debut for Parker Jackson Cartwright, the new import. He dropped 25 points, had six steals in the game. Also led the team in assists with eight. He led from the front and extremely quick, showing to have good chemistry with the starting five of the Breakers. There's Island Cheatham proving his worth as the second import there as well with 11 and 3. Finn Delaney chipped in with 18 points and a couple of rebounds, shot very well from the field. 
and Justinian Jessup with 15 points as well. They're starting five performing really well. The Breakers playing majority of the minutes there. Cairns a little bit patchy, I'd have to say, at this point. Bobby Clinton looks like a decent next star. Hopefully we see a little bit more of him going forward. Sam Menenga was pretty good as well. 17 points, 4 rebounds. But just couldn't quite close the gap on the Breakers over there in New Zealand. Sam Wardenberg as well deserves a mention here. Made some tough baskets and showed that they can go to him to to get a basket when they need it but I think Adam Ford has got some work to do with that squad they'll be playing a lot of young guys with a lot of raw ability but they might struggle away from home a little bit but we'll have to see how they go um the jury's still out on them at the moment but the breakers look very strong with Will McDowell White still to come back in the next game or two so the breakers looking very strong for MBL 24 this time Noy it's raining threes in this third quarter. Sydney can't miss. All right, next up we have the Sydney Kings and the Illawarra Hawks in the freeway series there. Uh, Kwat Noy, standout performance by him, shooting the lights out. Everything he put up went in, basically. Jalen Adams, solid 20 points, leading the team there. Jordan Hunter, Denzel Valentine, Alex Tui got the start as well. The Aussie next star there played very well in his first start for the Kings. Denzel Valentine was uh, very good across the board there. Jacob Jacobus had some funny rotations throughout the game. I thought Dan Greeter was a very good player for them. Tyler Harvey had 19. He sort of saw sporadic minutes in the second half. Didn't get to play a lot in the final quarter, which I thought was strange as well. They look a little bit all over the shop, the Illawarra Hawks, not rebounding or playing good enough perimeter D, giving the Kings all sorts of open looks. The Kings look very strong in their title defense year, going for three in a row. Yeah, they look good across the board. Illawarra still have a lot of improvement to do playing all 12 players in the first half. I think they need to simplify their rotations and find out exactly what they're trying to do on offense. It looked a little bit patchy at times. I wasn't quite sure what they were going for. They seemed to try to match the Sydney Kings in pace for the first half of the game and then weren't able to keep it up in the second half when Sydney changed it up and increased their defensive pressure. So Sydney take this one out fairly easily in the end, 96-81, to 81, and looking very strong going for their third straight MBL championship title. And they're trying to will their 36ers to victory. Gallivan overdoing all he can. 22 points in this term. Just the three field goals for Adelaide as well. Travis putting the exclamation mark on it. All right, so next up we had the Adelaide 36ers versus Melbourne United. Now, this game kind of dragged a little bit in the first half. Um... There was some inefficient shooting by Chris Golding and Matthew Delavadova. Delhi seems to have lifted his shooting a little bit this year. He seems much more willing to try to lead the offense. Adelaide side of things, they're still trying to get their offense clicking. It seems stagnant at times. They're definitely not rebounding the ball well enough, giving away too many offensive rebounds to the opposition. Uh, Trey Kerr, once again, not shooting the ball very well. Only 36% in this game. 
Uh, he was a plus minus negative 12. Sunday Detch, a negative 27 for this game. Shot one of seven, one of five uh, from two-point land, zero from two from three-point land. It doesn't seem like Adelaide have got it together yet. They don't have their rotations right. They don't have the mix of players that they need on the floor at the right times yet. Uh, I don't think CJ Bruton's job is under too much scrutiny at the moment. They're still trying to work things out. But this was not a good result against Melbourne United. Uh, United went on a bit of a run in the third quarter. Chris Golding found his range and dropped a couple. Uh, I think Tanner Krebs has to be mentioned for Melbourne United, chipping in, shooting the ball well from the three-point line. He's been a very good addition to the team. And we've seen Ariel Hook-Porty being an absolute force once again on the defensive end and then running the floor and finishing at the other end. Totally outplayed Isaac Humphreys in this game. Melbourne United get the win quite easily in the end. Final score there was 82-74. to Melbourne United outscoring the Adelaide 36ers in every single quarter except the second. Yeah, CJ Bruton has a few issues on his hands. They may be closer to signing a third import in addition to Trey Kell and Jacob Wiley. So hopefully they can get someone else in there and figure out their rotations a bit better and get a bit more out of the squad. Uh, Jason Gaddee has to be mentioned here for the Adelaide 36ers, leading the team, trying his absolute best. But it's just not good enough at this point. They look one of the bottom dwellers of the league so far. Um, let's hope they can improve. Oh, and just a quick mention of there was reports of a bit of infighting with their next star, Trenton Flowers and Trey Kell. Apparently everything's been sorted out. No personal grudges being kept there, but it did get a little heated in training after this recent road trip that the Adelaide 36ers went on, going 0-2. and two. So let's hope we see them improve a little bit. It's a good team, I think an improved team from last year, but at the moment, not quite figuring it out. You could All right, so the final game of round one of NBL 24, we saw the South East Melbourne Phoenix take on the Perth Wildcats in Melbourne at John Kane Arena. Very pleasing result for myself, being that the Phoenix took this one out. Uh, it was a close first half, all players competing pretty hard here. Jordan Usher, coming off his 35-point opening performance, only had 12 in this one and seemed to implode a little bit. That seemed to also influence the rest of the team when things got tough in the third quarter for the Perth Wildcats. On a positive note for the Perth Wildcats, Ben Henschel, their Aussie next star had a game-high 24 points in this one, shooting 9 for 14 from the field, being efficient and being a focal point for the offense, proving he can definitely score in this league. For the Phoenix, Mitch Creek shot 7 for 14 in this one, much more efficient, hitting on 50% of his shots, was a plus 20 in the game. Will Cummings also a really efficient game, 18, 4 and 4, finishing with a plus 21. Uh, but Tyler Cook, uh, 23 points, 9 of 14 in this game, all from inside the three-point line. We saw a moment where he jammed one down on the next star, Alexander Saar, and things got a little heated between those two guys. Um, but they adapted up at the end of the game, I believe, and there was no ongoing issues between those two guys. Tyler Cook, though, absolutely exploded in this game. I thought Gary Brown... 
suiting up for the Phoenix in this game as well, added a bit of punch to their starting lineup. He only played around 14 minutes, but was incredibly efficient, had 12 points and didn't miss a shot in the game, only missed a free throw. So that definitely shored up the Phoenix lineup. The Phoenix scored a massive 38 points in the third quarter to the Perth Wildcats 12. That's where things seemed to implode a bit for the Perth Wildcats. John really in the press conference after the game taking full responsibility for the loss but in my view I think the players need to definitely keep their emotions in check when things aren't going well and it seems as though they have a good amount of emotion flowing through the team at the moment. They are still, no doubt, a very good team. But the Phoenix absolutely smashed them in the third quarter, finished 110 to the Perth Wildcats, 99. The Phoenix bounced back after a disappointing first game in the Melbourne Derby versus United, and it was really good to see the Phoenix get their stuff together under new coach Mike Kelly. So uh, that was the final game of round one. So that completes the round one recap of NBL 24. Be sure to tune in tonight when this podcast is released for the first game of round two. The New Zealand Breakers are at home to the Brisbane Bullets. Don't forget to follow the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast on Instagram at GT Basketball Pod. Also Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and uh, all the other podcast platforms as well. Spotify included, Apple, iTunes, wherever else you find your podcasts. Thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.